I'm Brad Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the bull, WRNF's Kinston. <laughs> Welcome to hour two. How about that, Mark? I was, I'm still lying on the couch. I'm not even looking at my, my clock. Nice. Uh, but uh, that right. Uh, hey, welcome to hour <laughs> two of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Monday, February the 26th in the year of the Lord 2024. This is episode, uh, hour two of episode 1030. Uh, we've got Mark Panicelli on the line. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Dr. Mark Panicelli on the line right now who is uh, helping me work through some things this morning and uh he was our first hour guest if you missed our first hour you missed a great uh us talking about the nchsaa a bunch of other stuff what you need to do is go to brianhanks.com you can listen to it there tune back in here on uh 960 bet on the bull at uh 3 p.m you can listen to it there or however you want to but uh i didn't even ask you can i have you for uh four or five minutes here in the second hour you absolutely can. And remind everybody, if you're an Oxford comma person, I wouldn't go back and listen to that first hour. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I love it. So, anyway, uh, I rudely interrupted you at the end of the first hour because, I honestly, I looked up at the clock and it said 7.59.54 and I about swallowed my teeth, okay? So, uh, <laughs> so the floor is yours, Dr. Panicelli. Uh, talk to us about uh, Virginia, Carolina, Saturday, 54.44. Okay, so Brian's a little distraught. In fact, if you missed the first hour, well, before I even joined him, uh, he said they were the worst 20-win team in basketball, and they don't even deserve to be in the CIT. And it was just a lot of self-loathing. And what I've realized is when I hear Brian say this as he's laying on the couch, (laughs) the first thing we need to do is Brian needs to quit listening to these negative voices in his head. Brian has these (laughs) negative voices that go, you're bad, bad, Brian. And that's what happens when his team plays bad. By the way, that's the first time North Carolina had won in Virginia, in Charlottesville, since 2014, yeah. in 10 years, yeah. in 10 years. And when it comes to um, offense in Virginia, uh, listen, that Tony Bennett is about slowing teams down. They still are one of the uh, top 10 defenses in the country. Offense has been their problem. Uh, and we talked about that this year. And I think, you know, that's ultimately been what's lacking there. They're still great defensively. And you you mentioned that. And I don't know if Carolina's not necessarily on the same level, but they're within the top 30 defensively in the country. And that's how you get up. I, I mean, at one point, the game's like a minute and a half to go, and it's like 47 to 42. And I'm like, my gosh, this is like watching uh, middle school basketball or something as far as offense goes. But you're listen, it's not a great year. But the good news is you've got one of the best coaches in the country, and they're going to be good next year. you got to go back and remember sometimes when uh, Virginia wasn't where they are right now, uh, which is still one of just every year you're expecting Virginia to be a good team. This is not, not going to be a championship team, but they're, they're going to be a tournament team, and they're going to be a problem for teams. Uh, but relax, Brian. It's okay. Stop listening to these negative voices in your head. <laughs> sir. They're just tearing you down, man. They're now, just tearing you down. Now, as opposed to our NCHSAA discussion a moment, a few moments ago or in our first hour, I actually do feel a little bit better. Thank you. You're right, dude. All I have to do, you know what I do, man? I take my shirt off. I, 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 I stand in front mm. of a mirror. <laughs> and I, you're wondering where this is going. And you say, 
I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. <laughs> well, I look at my 2019 Virginia tattoo, man, the, the national championship tattoo, and I go, you know what? Like you just said, man, I, we are good. We are good. Dude, I can't believe this, man. We literally talked about three things in I know. Uh, in 30 minutes, man. This is crazy. And I got uh, – and, and- I was going to say, and Miss didn't even talk about one of the great college baseball games you would have ever seen. Epic battle in the in the incredible crowd at the jungle. And by the way, that Atlanta race yesterday was phenomenal. So uh, I know we didn't get a chance to talk about that either, but uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get to slide some of that in uh, when you come on my show on Wednesday. I like it. I absolutely like it. And and to let people know, if you don't know. Uh, Mark and I do the home and home series every single week. He appears on my show every Monday in the first hour, and it's almost invariably slides into the second hour every week. And then, uh, I come on his show at four o'clock PM on uh Wednesdays. So uh, I don't know why I felt the need to say PM. I, I sure, well, you know what, if my good I know, friend Mark Panacelli, and I felt like, I felt like some could be Sliding into your second hour like a creepy man sliding into your DM. That's you Mark Panicelli. But but you know what? If my friend Mark Panicelli called me and said, "Hey, can you come on at four a.m. with me?" You know what? I would do it. I love you that much, Mark Sweet. Panicelli. Okay. Please Sweet. don't well, please next don't time... test me on this, but I would though. No, okay? I was gonna say no, no. The next time I have to fill in in for Shreveport on the overnight shift, <laughs> you're gonna be one of my helpers there. I'll call in. We can discuss uh, Louisiana Tech uh, softball. There you so, go. Uh, I'll send I you some it. notes. But no, all seriousness, thank you, man. So always great to start my week off with you. You're the best, man. Mark Panicelli, uh, 252 Fox Sports Radio, Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock on 107.5. Dude, you're the man. We'll talk to you. I'll talk to you on Wednesday, okay? Absolutely. There you go. Uh, so there's that. Uh, man, let's get IP up here on the line with it. It is time for TGIF with IP. It's our weekly uh, NIL visit with our good friend uh, Isaac Parson, who, if I am correct, and we're going to get him up here on the line as we are calling right now, uh, I am almost positive that uh, IP is in Baltimore, Maryland right now for the CIAA tournament. Am I correct, young man? Yes, sir. How about that? Dude, you talk about a world traveler, man. You have been all over the place. And, and first off, before we even get started into uh, this segment, dude, thank you for working with me on uh, Friday's show. I really do appreciate that, that we had the Freedom Classic in town, so we had both the head coaches live here on the show. We had all this other stuff going on. So seriously, IP, <clears throat> thank you. I do appreciate you. And So I guess we'll call this TGIM with IP today. What do you think? Yes, sir. Sounds good. Well, I tell you what, dude, we, I hope we can fit everything in, in the next 10 minutes or so, because we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. Since we talked to you last, you were on a national and international stage on uh, a week ago, Saturday at the HBCU classic up in Indianapolis at all-star weekend, dude, I've come since then. I, I have was honored to be able to be up there and watch you play live at uh Gamebridge uh, field house. That was just an amazing time, hanging out with your family, which was just a, a fun time. Dude, what was that experience like for you, man? I mean, all the people you met. Tell me, and and I know you met everybody in the world, man, but who are the people that still – we'll start with that. Who are the people that you met uh, during all the uh, ceremonies did. and all that that, uh, that that's good that stands out the most to you, IP? Uh, probably Steph, for sure. 
Steph Curry. Tell me about that interaction. Uh, you know, he was just talking to us about it uh, before the game, um, giving us a little words of advice, um, telling us to take um, advantage of our opportunities. And then uh, he had gave us two pair of shoes. That is that is awesome. What 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 are a thing or two that really stood out to you that he said to you? Um, like I said, um, just this platform isn't really given to us like that. And NBA did a good job on um, creating this platform for us and uh, creating exposure for us. So just take opportunities of it and going out there and playing hard for our families and uh, ourselves. That is awesome. Who are some of the other people that stand out to you that you met during All-Star Weekend? Uh, I met Jalen Brunson. I couldn't really talk to him about that. He had to leave. I met uh, Anthony Edwards before the game. He came in the locker room, got everybody up. Uh, I seen Isaiah Thomas, Grant Hill. He was at our practice. Um, and a lot of other NBA uh, people. I hope you had an opportunity to hear some of the great things he said about you. He was on the call for the game for TNT and ESPN2 and uh, NBA TV. And he said, some, when, when you hear an NBA Hall of Famer like Grant Hill compliment you and talk about your game and how important you are, uh, what, what does that mean to you, IP? Uh, that means a lot. You know what I'm saying? That means I'm um, getting closer to where I want to be. And I just got to continue to um, keep stepping in the right uh, path. Well, let's talk about the game itself. Uh, a win against Virginia Union. Again, on such a big stage. And uh, it's kind of close early, but you guys kept them at bay pretty much the entire game. What was that game plan going into that Virginia Union game? Uh, the game plan was uh, to beat the press, um, KYP, um, know your personnel, uh, shoot a slasher, um, don't let 24 get going uh, in the zone, We're looking for the middle, at the end of the shot clock, watch out for them trapping, and um, shoot, go out there and win, play Western basketball. And that is what you guys have been doing now for a, a nice little stretch here. Uh, let's, uh, anything else, anything else stand out to you about other than the snow? I got to tell you, man, when we went, when my plane landed in Indianapolis and, uh, the pilot is telling us, uh, well, we're going to have to circle for a couple of times cause they've got to scrape a runway for us. Uh, I was, I wasn't quite ready for that. How are you with all that winter weather up in Indianapolis? Oh, man, we don't really get that type of stuff in North Carolina. <laughs> it was kind of fun, you know what I'm saying? We was out there having fun, throwing snowballs at each other. <laughs> well, like yeah. I said, man, it was just it was fun watching you guys out there on the court. Yeah, You know, I do need to ask you this before we move on to uh, – uh, to the Livingston game, which was this past Saturday. Uh, just tell me a little bit about uh, just the game itself. Like I said, I mean, you guys win the game, but you you didn't score in the first half. You were scoreless in the first half, although you had five assists. But you end up with, uh, what, 12 points, 11 assists, three rebounds. I think you even had a block shot thrown in there for good measure. Uh, just individually, your game. I mean, again, you didn't score in the first half. What was the difference between for you offensively between the first half and the second half, IP? Um, I know I had to be a little bit more aggressive um, the second half. 
first half, I was just trying to get my team involved, get them going. I'm um, not really trying to force anything. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much it. Just I had to be aggressive because I know it was going to come out, and I had to uh, take advantage of that. Well, you look good. Heck, you look good in the first half, the way you were running the team and everything. But, man, when the shot starts hitting in the second <laughs> half, I knew Virginia Union was in trouble when that happened, dude. But it, it was just, again, it was so good to see you with your career high in assists on a national stage, man. It was awesome. Okay, uh, we've got IP on the line with us right now as we're doing a TGIM with IP here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. Dude, this past Saturday uh, uh, against Livingston, 77-57, to 57, a big win. Put you guys in 19-8, and eight, overall 13-5 and five in the CIAA. Ten points, four rebounds, six assists, two steals for you in 34 minutes. Give me, what were the keys to the victory against Livingston on Saturday? Um, the keys to the victory on Saturday were uh, staying solid, um, you know, always with Coach Hills preaching, uh, KYP, um, and keeping the Missouri out of the way and um, uh, packing the paint when he's driving. Well, like I said, whatever the game plan was, you guys came up uh, and you came up big, a big 20-point win against Livingston. I want you to brag on uh, your former Kinston teammate and your current uh, teammate at Winston-Salem State, Jeremy Dixon, a good game for him. Very good. 12 points, two rebounds, and an assist in 18 minutes. He sort of is. He's sort of like a microwave, isn't he? When he gets hot, he gets hot, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. When you hit one, I'm definitely going back to him. But uh, he's been putting in the work um, with me in the gym, so I've been trusting in him. I um, mean, he's getting better game by game and just getting confidence in himself. Um. You say a dot as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amaji also had a great game. 8.7 rebounds and a block shot in 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. You know, defensive player of the year, you know. Had to get that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, he's he been working. Uh, he's starting to finish everything. He likes one or two going over that left shoulder. Um, and, you know, he's going he to block shot. He's not coming in there with no layup, so you better come in there strong. Well, uh, again, a great game against uh, Livingston. You guys are on a roll again like you were earlier this season. Yeah, you've you got a couple of days now before you play in the CIAA tournament. We're going to talk about that here in a second, IP. But uh, you, you had the you know the great start to the season. A little bit of – it hit a couple of little road bumps there. Now you're back on a roll again. What what, is, what has got you guys back on the, the right track here, Isaac? Um, just going back to what works, you know, playing as a team. Uh, playing our basketball, Winston basketball, uh, defending, getting out, and uh, just just being smarter than the other team, honestly. Well, I tell you what, a very special night for you last night and your teammates, as uh, you were named to the All CIAA team. That just an incredible honor there. Uh, you mentioned uh, Amaji. <laughs> Gets the defensive player of the year, and then uh, uh, Austin ends up uh, getting uh, the MVP. I mean, it just speaks to the hard work and everything that you guys have done this season, I guess. So, but brag on your teammates for their awards. What did it mean to you to be named to the All CIAA team? Um, it means a lot. You know what I'm saying? First, I want to thank Coach Hill. He also got Coach of the Year. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, being able to put us in this position. Um, We've been trusting him this season, and he's been trusting in us. So we're going to continue to do the same thing throughout the tournament. Um, proud of Mizey. I'm proud of uh, J. 
J-Hoop, and shoot, I'm just ready to get this thing on the road, tournament. What, what did you – no, no, that's awesome. What did you learn from last year's CIAA tournament that uh, that that maybe you'll apply to this year? I mean, you guys won the CIAA last year. Hey, what what do you – what are something – maybe a thing or two that you learned from last year that you'll be applying to this year's tournament, IP? Um, so, something I learned from last year, and I'll be applying to this tournament, um, this staying solid. You know, never don't get too up, don't get too down uh, throughout the game or throughout the tournament. You know what I'm saying? Anything can happen uh, on any given night. So I'm um, just going to stay locked in, uh, follow the scout. Now, how much fun is it going to be? What, what are you guys going to be doing? You've got a couple of days off. You were in Baltimore yesterday, uh, today, tomorrow, before you play at 10 a.m. on uh, Wednesday against the winner of St. Augs and uh, Bluefield State. So what are you what, what are you going to be doing? Are you going to be doing any uh, sightseeing? Are you going to pretty much be in the gym the whole time watching the tournament? Uh, what, what are you and your teammates going to be doing over the next couple of days before you play Wednesday morning? Yeah, we're probably going to be locked in, uh, stick with business. Um, so we we probably get some shots up in the arena, shoot around, uh, see the girls play. And then, shoot, we got practice right after shooting around. So that's pretty much it. Now, where will you, no, and I, yeah. I interrupt you. I'm sorry. Where will you be doing that at? Where will shoot arounds and practices be held at? Um, so the first day, we only get shoot around one time in the arena, and it's 30 minutes. After that, we got practice, and then on out at uh, Townsend University. Okay. Well, very good. Well, uh, any preference? I mean, uh, I know you're going to be, uh, I mean, I know you're going to be working hard and looking at that, uh, St. Augs and Bluefield state game, any preference there? I mean, I know St. Augs is a team you're very familiar with, but, uh, would you rather see Bluefield state? Would you rather see St. Augs or do you even have a preference? I don't even have preference. I'm just, I'm just ready to play to see who we play. Well, very good. Well, listen, uh, IP again, uh, I, I've told your family, I really do appreciate them for, uh, allowing me to hang out with them during the thing. <sighs> Isaac, I, it, I was so proud. I, I was almost like, uh, in, your, your uncle Brian sitting in the stands watching you and, uh, just taking care of business at the all-star game at the HBCU classic dude. You really, I don't know if I tell you this enough, but I hope people do tell you Isaac sincerely. You really do represent Kinston very well. I mean, with your hard work, with the way you uh, rep, the, with the way you represent Kinston, we really do appreciate you. Thank you, and uh, good luck this week in the CIAA tournament. Can't wait to talk to you on Friday. Okay. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. There you go. That's Isaac Parson, uh, Winston Salem State University. Just uh, a great young man. I mean, you can hear it uh, every week when he appears on our show. And again, want to thank him again for uh, letting us move him to today uh, instead of Friday with all the Freedom Classic stuff that we had going on on Friday's show. So really do appreciate him. Goodness gracious, we're getting ready to go from uh, uh, Isaac. Well, we've been in Vanceboro. We've been in Baltimore. Now we're going to get right back here to Kenson with Chris Bradshaw. Christopher Bradshaw, the head basketball coach for the girls at Kenston High School. Before we do that, though, let me thank our good friends over at Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for 15 years. I could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for. That's right, Linda Hanks. 
uh, you're going to be very well taken care of. Uh, but the beauty of Woman Life, though, isn't just a peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that really, really, truly cares for our uh, community as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you so much to Danny Rice, to Jared Edwards, and Woodman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North right here in Kenston. That's beside Highland Furniture and across from Sale Auto Mall. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, our big interview for today. He's a head basketball coach of the Kenston Girls it's Christopher Bradshaw, one of our favorites. Uh, Coach, thank you so much for joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing today? I am doing good. Uh, I got it. My first question for you, the uh, pairings come out on Saturday. You see that you're matched up against a pretty good West Craven team, uh, the 12 seed. You guys get the 21 seed. What's the first thing that goes through your mind when you see you got West Craven in the first round, Coach? First of all, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it's, not but 30 minutes up the road. <laughs> it's a, it a short trip, you know, so it's not like the girls' legs will be, you know, be kind of dead going into a game by traveling two or three hours. Um, so that's the blessing part of it. Um, next part of it is that, you know, I had an opportunity to be able to watch them play a few times and actually play them this summer. So so I'm kind of familiar with, you know, the players that West Creighton has. Well, very good. Well, like I said, when I saw that come out, I kind of felt the same way too, that, uh, you know, here's a team that you're familiar with. You weren't thrown into having to drive to Elizabeth city or having to go, you know, down in Southeastern North Carolina. I mean, a, a, a relatively good game should be a pretty good contingent of Kenson fans out there too. Uh, I hope so too in Vanceboro tomorrow night. Well, you've had a chance and I know you well enough to know, uh, what an incessant, uh, scouter you are tell us a little bit about this west craven team um west craven team is a very well coached team um have two sisters that that leave that team um i'm not sure the number i think it's 20 20 and 22 that actually leave the team and they both sisters one of a 12th grader one 11th grader um they got a big that's in the post that once she get the ball down in the block that she do a good job and finish it on the right side uh, they got another senior guard that's left-handed that, you know, I think she's a streaky shooter where if it's going in, you know, she can kind of get going. Um, but they're really not a deep team. They're really pretty much, their starting five pretty much play almost the whole entire game. So that can be a plus, but also it can be a minus. Well, let's talk about your team for a moment here, Coach. And again, uh, just to remind folks, uh, the 21st seeded Kenson Vikings play at 12th seeded West Craven tomorrow at 7 o'clock in Vanceboro. If, and I know, you know you're going into the first round of the playoffs, and I'm not asking you to put a coda on this season or anything like that, but it just I look at this has been kind of a an on-again, off-again team. I mean, you guys have had some just outstanding wins. You win the Christmas tournament at LCC. Uh, I know you didn't finish as well as you wanted to in the uh, East Central 2A and especially in the conference tournament loss against uh, South Lenore, but we're, just give us the temperature on this Kenson Vikings girls team right now. How What is it like going into this first-round playoff game, sir? Um, you know, just like I said, just like you said, we've been kind of hot and cold throughout the course of the season. I feel like top to bottom, one of 12, we are, we, we are really a talented team. At some point, you know, we kind of get a little inconsistent about how we're playing. 
which that's, you know, that's pretty much every team. Sometimes you got to be ready to play. You got to be ready to play pretty much every night. Um, and with this team I got, I think that they will be ready. Um, Tuesday they had, we had some good practices on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So that kind of showed me a lot that the girls' mind now have shifted to the point where, you know, they, they understand if you lose now, there's no next game. Um, definitely for the seniors. So it kind of puts them in a, a sense of urgency. But it also, you know, my four seniors, my five seniors actually, three of them has played since freshman, and they've been in playoff ever since they was freshmen. So it's it's not something that they're going to be, you know, shine against. I think they're ready. They're comfortable. Um, and it should be – hopefully it should be a good night. I'm, um, I think they're ready to play, and we'll see on Tuesday night. I like what you said there, Coach. And, uh, and in sincerity, I like what you said. Uh, I mean, you, you lose in the conference tournament, at least you know you got another game going. I mean – that's one of the things, that he's, and people forget. I mean, you've got yes, you've got five seniors, but you've also got a lot of youth on this team too that have never been, you know, and really in this situation before. Coach, I I can imagine hearing uh, Coach Bradshaw tell them, "Hey, you lose the next time, it's over for the season." I mean, it, it you've got to you've got to put that in their heads, don't you? Oh, no question, you do, you do. I mean, I I think I touch it, I'll touch it a day in practice, and I'll probably touch it before we go out tomorrow to play the game. But to be honest with you, Brian, just like I was thinking last night, um, that it's pretty much my last thoughts with the girls is that, you know, game's going to be won or lost on the floor, but you need to make sure you just kind of have fun and just understand, you know, a lot of teams are not even in the playoffs that would love to be in it. Um, you got an opportunity to be able to go out there. If you can play 32 minutes of, of good basketball, you got a op- big opportunity to kind of go on to the second round. Absolutely. Again, that voice you're listening to, that's Christopher Branshaw. He's the head basketball coach of the Kenston Girls basketball team. He is our big interview today. And as you know, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hank Show is the UNC Lenore Healthcare. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's let's jump right back into it. It's Christopher Bradshaw, the head girls basketball coach at Kenson High School. How's the health of the team going into tomorrow night's uh, game, Coach? Well, I got one of the players that's kind of um, limping along, um, but everybody else is pretty much healthy. Um, I think that, you know, you have those type of injuries and nagging injuries throughout, you know, when it get later part of the season, but everybody have that. So really it's no excuse. Um, I think my girls will pretty much put the, put the Ben Gay on, put the knee braces on, <laughs> and be ready to pretty much go and play. Uh, you know, I always say if you're a team that and playing at this time of year and you don't have players that have, you know, bruises here and bruises there, you know, they you probably hadn't been doing too much during the course season, or you're probably home and not getting ready for the playoffs. No, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, I want to. Uh, I saw you out at the uh, the conference tournament uh, this week. Uh, the two games on one on Thursday and Friday out at uh, Kent High School. I just wanted your thoughts on the way the uh, conference ended up with the Southwest uh, surviving against East Duplin. And I tell you what, 
it just once again it just shows you how good this conference is uh, when you've got those two teams atop the conference you guys north north south north uh playing in uh the league i mean this we said it before the season started we said it a couple weeks ago when i had you here on the show i tell you what man the east central two-way was a pretty doggone good girls basketball conference wasn't it coach yeah it definitely was you know i i think i really i really enjoyed just watching just watching each team, even if we weren't playing, just kind of watching the players because at the end of the day, you have a good camaraderie with the coaches. So, you, you know, you're excited for the coaches like uh, Howard Woolley and, and, and Coach Lane down East Dupin that, that, you know, we've been friends for a long time. Um, just seeing some of the younger coaches come. But it's like we talked before. I thought that we'd get five teams in the playoffs, and we definitely got five teams. You know, we got, matter of fact, we got to make sure Southwest, East Dupin, Kenston, North Lenore, South Lenore. Matter of fact, we got six of the seven teams in the conference in the state playoffs. So that that speaks volume of just how good our conference play was. That any any given night, you know, anything could happen as far as you know losing and winning a basketball game. So that speaks volume for our conference. And it absolutely does. Like you said, six of the seven teams in the conference make it to the playoffs. I'm not sure. In fact, I'm about positive, and I haven't done the math on this, Coach, but uh, I don't think any other conference did that this year in girls' basketball, sir. I, I, I agree with you totally. You know, I agree with you totally. Now, and, I, and I pretty much watch a lot of girls' basketball. I follow a lot of teams throughout the conferences on, you know, from the beginning of the year, watching a 2A to 3A to 4A, and – it was just, it's, it's, I haven't seen, not this year anyway, if you got seven teams and all, and six out of seven made it. So that's big. You know, I think that's big of, of knowing that the, the conference that we in played good girls basketball and hopefully continue to be that way. I mean, because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but every game you always got to be able to be prepared. And that's, that's good. That's, that's good for girls basketball. I think that's good for the girls to be able to compete every night. Well, my last question to you here, Coach, and it's, I'm just going to piggyback on what you said right there, Coach, is when you play in a conference that six of the seven teams make the state playoffs, when night in, night out, you're playing that quality every night, it gets you ready for the state playoffs, doesn't it, sir? Oh, it do. It do. And like I said, you know, you look at um, a lot of the teams that's in our conference, like North Illinois and um, Southwest and East Duplin, Kenston, James Keenan, you, know, you look at their records, they might be 12 and 13. Like we, you know, we might be 13 and 12 or so and going into a conference. A lot of teams that don't know us might, you know, say, okay, we can easily win these games because they're lower seeds. And that's probably one of the worst things that a team could do because they don't understand that the teams that we played throughout the course of the conference was tough. You know, it could have went either way. You know, we could have easily been, we could have easily been 20 and 4 could have easily been that, you know, if girls play well, but things like that happen. But the biggest thing about it is play the way you can, move on to advance, get into the state playoffs, and leave it on the court. And I, I think we got to, you know, if we play well tomorrow night, I think we got a good chance of, of walking out there with a win. I do too, Coach. Listen, thank you so much for joining me here this morning. Good luck in tomorrow's game down in Vanceboro, and we'll talk to you soon, my friend. I appreciate it, Brian. Thanks, thanks again for having me. There you go. That's Christopher Bradshaw, the uh, head basketball coach of the Kinston Girls basketball team. Again, his Vikings tomorrow night take on uh, or go to West Craven, and they'll take on the Eagles there. Uh, don't forget the other playoff games, too, including right here on betonthebull.com at uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Pre-game starts at 6. It'll be Northeastern at Kinston. 
in the first round of the 2A boys basketball playoffs. Uh, North Nor, uh, their girls play at Northeastern tomorrow night. South Nor girls play at Southwest Onslow. Green Central's boys play at Pittsburgh Northwood. The girls play at East Carteret. Then the Aiden Grifton boys play at Farmville Central. Okay, let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the Monday, February 26th edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is Monday, February the 26th in the year of the Lord 2024. Mm-hmm. It's now time to play the birthday games. That game we play every day at some point during the show, and I hope to get it all in most of the time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, listen, I know you look tired, Jonathan Massey, but you also look happy. I know uh, you... Uh, yeah, had a long weekend. You had a long weekend, but it was a but it was a good weekend, right? Yeah, it was a great weekend. Love getting to catch up with Cass and uh, the Air Force guys. It was good to see. Uh, it was it was weird not seeing uh, Costi out here, but you know, new coach seems like a, a good guy. Uh, certainly got the team going in the right direction, and I'm I'm sure Costi's enjoying retirement. So yeah, but it was it was good catching up with everybody. Being back in Kinston for longer than it takes to drive through it or longer than when I'm just here recording. Uh, but, yeah, it was a good weekend. Can't wait for the uh, next Freedom Classic. There you go, which will be in 2025. That doesn't even sound real, 2025. Uh, what are we on, like number 13, 14? I think this was the 13th one, yeah. yeah. So uh, Should have been the 14th. Should have been the 14th, but we had the one uh, year. COVID year. Yep, the COVID year. Well, yeah, it was a COVID year. You're absolutely right. Uh, John Dawson, uh can you yet tell us what you did this past weekend? You couldn't tell us on Friday what you were getting ready to do, so tell us what you did that wasn't top secret and working for the government. Um, the, the only stuff that wasn't top secret was um, took like a 38-minute nap Sunday afternoon. Otherwise, it's top secret. The other, I, I mean, uh, I'm just, you know, there's yeah. the, the normal the, stuff. and You tell um, us, but you'd have to kill us. Uh <laughs> Get, I started. I finally started. Coast. I finally started uh, season five of Fargo. Mm-hmm. Fargo is back. It kind of dipped off there in season four, but it's 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 amazing. It's one of the best seasons I've ever had. It's John Hamm uh, is in the fifth season, and I, I didn't even like the movie, but I love the show. Okay. Well, you know, uh, Linda and I are watching Curb. We've talked about that over the last couple of weeks. We're yeah. we've just been, we're at the very end of season three. Uh, and we have slowed down. I've been so busy myself over the past couple of weeks that we've not really had a chance to watch it that I be- much. I can't swear. It's either the beginning of season three or four when they bring in the family who's displaced by Hurricane Katrina, and it just kicks the show up another notch. J.B. Smoove and his family show up. It's oh. just you're going to. I love Wanda Sykes, man. I mean, yeah. she's good in it. And uh, Steve Zabin all the time uses that sound bite. Uh, uh, fire, fire the black man, you know? It, and you've got to see it for context. It's very, it's very about funny. The, the, TV, the TV remote guy. Yeah, the TV remote guy. And Any, anytime, I, we just saw that episode. Anytime Larry David has an awkward interaction with a black person, Wanda Sykes is always just there. She's just like Lassie. If there's trouble, Wanda Sykes sees it. I love it, yeah. man. She's so funny. And I think she's funny. I like her. I like Wanda Sykes, especially on there. 
But uh, so there you go. Uh, another successful Freedom Classic in the books. Yep. And uh, we'll be getting ready for next year and uh, all that, as you now, said. And now we have a uh, ginger ale challenge. Yeah, wait a minute. I wish I had a drum roll. Can you give me a drum roll? Well, we should tell our boy over here, uh, Jonathan Massey, is about to chug the, the strongest ginger ale I've ever drank. I can't even drink it. You guys are real men because I'm serious. I can't drink it. Well, your lovely wife. You know, she said that we want anything to drink. I thought I had a partial one in the next room, and I apparently didn't. She brought me a whole one. I didn't want to drink a whole other one, so I drank about a third of it. And now Massey's yeah. going to drink the last two-thirds in, you know, 0.2. Se- if you have an involuntary protein spill after drinking it that fast, aim it at an old M&M <laughs> shirt over here. I got, hey, I There's got too a, much electronics over there. Yeah. Short out the I got house. you a trash can if you need one, All okay? Right. I'll be fine. Okay, so. You, you've seen me drink before. I'll be I okay. have. So he's going to chug this. Let's tell everybody what's the brand. It's uh, Reed's. Reed's Extra. It's not just a regular Reed's ginger ale. It's a Reed's Extra. Yeah. See, this isn't even ginger ale. This is ginger beer, which makes it even stronger. But it's not beer. No, beer. it's not alcohol. Alcohol, alcohol yeah. it's just ginger, sugar, and water. That's it. <laughs> but strong ginger. Okay, Jonathan Massey's going to chug it. Here we go. He, why did he shake it as he yeah, was? Well, i got to ask, what, what is about the curve going up? It's like he wanted to, sh- to confuse it before he started drinking it. Well, see, and he's got so much foam. He's got so much head on it now. Did you did you swallow the head too? Um, it's all everything's gone. You know, so if you if you create eat, like a little, gonna, I'm sorry, go ahead. If you create a little vortex in there, it just you can chug beer, anything. Are we gonna keep the, Are we gonna keep this chest splitting burp when it comes up? Oh yeah, heck yeah. Okay. I, I, know, I doubt I have one. Really? It would make I good tr- radio. Yeah, probably, but I mean, I, I drank a whole one before. Hey, hit him in the gut. <laughs> go for it. Uh, he, he's going to be a contrarian. Just let he it go. Is. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could, but I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I drank a whole one uh, when we had breakfast this morning. Nothing. Wow. Well, you're, I'm impressed. Yeah, not really. I wouldn't say or impressed. Or depressed. I'm depressed. Well, we're all depressed. That's just the yeah. one extent. Jonathan, John's not depressed. <laughs> that you know of. Are you? You see, I, uh, you're not depressed, are you? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Of course so. not. Oh. <laughs> God. Oh. Uh, okay. I know. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. It was Hello, anticlimactic. My old it kind of was. A, yeah, darkness, my old friend. Now, if you want to see some some eruption, go get me a gallon of milk. Ugh. Well, I've tried it once. Weren't we going to do that here on the show when we are when we first started? We were going to have and him I do. I said it would be a really horrible idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I've tried it. It makes you sick, right? Very. I don't think your body can't drink a gallon of milk at it, one time. It has right? something to do with the lactic acid. Okay. And it just, I, I, I now I finished it, but. How long did it take you to drink the full gallon? The only thing on WRNS right now. <laughs> hey, we're the number one show in Kinston, Lenore County, for a reason, John Dawson. About thirty-five minutes. Re- that long? Yeah. It, it it starts battling back pretty quickly. Ooh. Okay. Six eggs, Brian. <laughs> Six egg, Brian. Six right. egg, Brian. You know, I've told you that, dude. Everywhere I go and I open up my laptop, people will ask me about that and. TD number two. Made that sticker uh, for you. Yep, and scratch. I always tell them my, my best friend's daughter made it for me, and 
Why are you shaking your head? Because she thought I was making it up when I told her. I said, sweetie, I'm not making it up. In fact, you know, a week ago I was in Indianapolis and I had free breakfast at my hotel. And, dude, not only would I get a half a plate of scrambled eggs, which is probably seven or eight eggs, to tell you the truth, then I would you? eat three boiled eggs. Okay? You can't imagine why you're having stomach trouble. Yeah, did you just ask him what's wrong with him? <laughs> I, well, I, I did and didn't realize the stupidity <laughs> of the questioning. The year was 1969. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, actually, I was conceived in 1968 didn't illegitimately. Need know, didn't need to know all that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> what he left out was in the parking lot of a nuclear power plant. Oh, uh, wait a second. I got one coming. All right. You want to tell us about GoEco Technology Service Provider and see if that helps it come up? <laughs> yes that's the crowd that's everybody's they're driving along right now because it's the only thing on wrns right now enjoy that mcmuffin people (laughs) dude you got another one i think maybe in a little bit i think one is enough i thought that tell tell linda to bring me another no i'm just kidding you want me to no i would i was thinking it would be easy if i drink one of those i can belch the gettysburg address afterwards you know we're dealing with equina stomachs over there (laughs) he does have a stomach man i mean he's he's got he's got a good one anyway you know what else he's got he's got good perspective on goeco technology service provider uh so why don't you tell us about jacques Passelag and goeco technology survivor over there survivor <laughs> technology says service he provider says he who does have a script yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well go eco technology service provider i don't know if you know this john uh-huh. but they are the preeminent place to go for your technology service providing needs mm. um have you have you had the benefit of visiting jock's uh palace of technology i have and the first time i was in there they had to get out the smelling salts because i passed right out it just <laughs> overwhelmed me and then later i realized it was because brian hadn't bathed but the technology in there is quite impressive well it was a thursday and i don't bathe till friday so there you go well, you that, call me at the tail end of it that soap literally is, the tail end of that it soap is expensive back yeah. to you massey but um you know you, you walk into that place and the first thing that comes to your mind John, Brian, you you can both test. Uh, beam me up, Scotty. That's yeah. right. You, yeah. you walk in there, you feel like you're on the Starship Enterprise. You feel like Captain Kirk is on one side, and Captain Picard is on the other. Uh, <clears throat> Captain Pike is behind you. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't he was the one before Kirk. Time. What about Yoda? Is he there? That's. that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if you're serious or not. No. No. He wasn't. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you're about to have. Tens of nerds banging at your door. Bo and Luke Duke are frozen in carbonite behind them. Yeah, yeah, there you go. This is fun. But anyway, uh, Jack (laughs) Passleg is just a a stand-up guy. He wants to do the best by his clients, and he does that by giving them his personal cell phone numbers that he can come at their beckoning call. So if you want to find out what he can do for you, you just give him a call at 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Five four. Or you can visit his website at goeconc.com. What is goeco.com or bucklesberry.com? Back to you, Brian. Are you working on another one? I'm trying to, but it, I, I don't know if it's that or I if don't, it's. We don't need to have a burpathon. <laughs> I think one was another. Or, I think people or if, it's a, if it's another thing. Hey, I need it for the Marconi nomination, okay? Well, Marconi. Mark, what did I say? Marconi. Oh. I think that's an award for secondary. Um, wigs okay uh hey friday massey you won you had your third perfect game Boy, in nine did I. days uh you lead now 10 days to six to one 
We've only got four days left here. Your magic number is one. All you got to do is win one more day. And, and we can you play who sang it the rest of the month. No, because I've already figured out all of the birthdays through the end of the month. Oh. So, no. You want your hey. work to make it to the air? I want you? my work to make it to the air. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> got him. He made a good point, didn't he? Now I feel, ah, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, truth and advertising. <laughs> there you go. Uh, is, uh, we have three musical hints. One that is alive, two that have passed on. Here's the first one. <laughs> what is he doing over there? He's going to need a restraining order against himself. Yes, he does. Okay, here we go. Oh, get that out of here. <laughs> you play the Percy Sledge version right now. Who is this? This is Michael Bolton. If you don't play the Percy Sledge version, I'm walking but off the show. But it's Michael Bolton's birthday. Well, play one of his crappy songs. Don't you? This is blasphemy. Okay, how about this then? <laughs> yeah, this sounds cheesy. This is his. Yeah. You know he was in a, like a metal band lead guitarist before he started this career? I can't play it, but have you ever heard Jack Sparrow that he does with, yeah, uh, Lonely, yeah. Island. with Lonely Island? It is awesome. Who knew Michael Bolton was a cinephile? Wow. Oh, movies, yeah. Okay, Michael Bolton over there. How old is Michael Bolton today? As David Spade told him in the early 90s, don't care how long your hair is in the back, we see how short it is on top. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Michael Bolton, how old is he today, Jonathan Massey? 68. You say 68. What do you say, John Dawson? 67. Supposed to live without you. How am I supposed to carry on? <laughs> He's over here burping. I'm singing. You've got your headphones off. <coughs> I'm, my part's over. As far as I know. I can't promise because I'm not going to sing anymore. Thank God. Oh, that was singing? <laughs> I thought uh, Michael Bolton uh, is, was born February 26, 1953, so he's 71. Huh. Congratulations, uh, Jonathan Massey. Take a one to nothing lead. And like I said, that is all our musical hints until uh, the final two, which are people who have passed away. Uh, it goes to you, John Dawson. He's the only NFL running back to finish his career with 12,000 rushing yards and 6,000 receiving yards. He was a heck of a fantasy running back back in the day for the Indianapolis Colts and the St. Louis Rams from 1994 to 2006. It's Marshall Falk. Ding, da ding, ding. He was an awesome uh, fantasy running back, dude. Dog, you remember, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was, I mean, he was like number one for four or five years in a row, dude. He was awesome. I loved him. If you had Marshall Falk on your team, you were already one step closer to a championship, dude. He was very, very good. Marshall Falk over there. He's now on the NFL Network, I believe. Maybe. I don't, I don't know much about his post playing yeah, career. I think he's on NFL Network now. Marshall Falk over there. Well, dude, he played from 1994 to 2006. Do some of that fancy math stuff that Jonathan does. I don't care does. anymore. 46. <laughs> you say 46. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Why you were you? 94. 94 to 2006. 43. And you said? 46. Where did you get 43 from, dude? He was born February 26, 1973. Oh, God. Bad math. Yeah. 
He's 51 today, yeah. so you got that one. John Dawson is now tied up one to one. A guy all three of us love, and I, I can say, I hope you, I know who you're even talking about. No, you will. You love this man. You love this man. By God, it's Brian North. Today is oh, Brian yeah. North's birthday. Jonathan Mass. Hey, first, uh, we, we've had so much fun with him through the years. Yes. Remember my 45th birthday? We're not going back into that. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> yeah, you remember when you and I and Brian North got up and did uh, Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys at, uh, at karaoke? Well, I guess we're going to go through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I was the only. I was the only Janet and I were the only ones not drinking. Uh-huh. So I remember every bit of it. Okay. I didn't drink that much. <laughs> you had Lizzie Borden crazy, Borden level crazy eye. That's you know what people tell you, and I've not. I've got to tell you, I've not pulled another one like I did. That's ten years ago now, dude. That I that we had that party. I have not had another day like that since, that, or I've not had another session like that. Let's yeah, just say I, that I didn't want to be in the police blotter, so I went outside and hung out <laughs> with the chauffeur until everybody came out. That was a fun night. You had a fun night. I did. Well, to a point, yeah. <laughs> Just left his cape at home. <laughs> when you went flying out of the limo. There's a little There's a little spot of grass if you're on <laughs> Highway 70 across from LCC over there by that construction business. There's a little patch of grass that, uh, well, there's two patches of grass. One over by the building where Brian was yelling at ants that the grass will never grow back. <laughs> it never will. <laughs> there's another patch right up there off the highway where Brian did a Superman dive over. You mean John? Jonathan did a Superman dive. Yeah. Who did I say? You said Brian. Where Jonathan did a Superman dive out of a barely stopped limo, and he bar- he barked at some ants. And, <laughs> yeah. Look, all I can say is you're welcome because there wasn't a lot of time. Well, right. he was a good chauffeur driver, wasn't he? And that was called having a good time. It was. I, I had a blast. Did Ooh, you have I, fun, Jonathan? I enjoyed it. Yeah, this yeah. is how he had a good time. John, John Bryan's calling for you. I don't want to go over there. He's yakking. Brian's calling for you. Okay. Oh, God. I go over there. Hey, man, what's up? Why did you let me do this? <laughs> <laughs> Mad at me. Didn't well, we you leave are him? the voice of reason in my life, though, John and Dawson. And you listen to me how often? I listen to you quite a bit. Don't I? <laughs> <laughs> See, if I had called Richie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's, uh, not, he's probably not wrong. Uh, Brian North, you're, that's my favorite Brian North was that night, man. We had a blast. Uh, y'all had fun with him that night, right? He's a very funny guy, very nice guy. He did a podcast at my house in my little studio once, and the power went out, but the recorder had batteries, so did the podcast in the dark, and it was nuts. It was a, we're talking about Ruffin uh, McNeil yep. leaving ECU, and uh, – God, that was funny. Too. Before he was even married, he had met her. He had she met was there. She was on the podcast. That's what I'm saying, but he hadn't married her yet, though. That's right. Yeah. I was trying to talk her out of it. Yeah, because his best line, well, maybe not best, but one of his best lines from that night was, uh, I said something about, he, he was talking about his age, and I said, I was negative whatever that year. He's like, what year were you born? I said, 89. He's like, where was your mom in 88? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love Brian North. How about his little terrorists? You've seen them, right? Oh, yeah. They are so cute, man. They are so awesome. In fact, uh, Tinsley just had her fifth birthday. How old is he today over there, Jonathan Massey? 87. No, I'm just kidding. 87. Um, 50, 54.
Congratulations, Jonathan Massey, right on the nose. He was born February 26, 1970. Did you know that? I had a pretty good idea. I think he's a year younger than you. Yeah, he is. Well, look at you, man. Uh, <laughs> you lead two to one, and you are only one away from uh, clinching the month of February over there, Jonathan Massey. All, all joking aside, what's the percentage of people in his business that are as nice as he is? Oh, God. 0.1, maybe? I can think of, uh, oh, God, who was the uh, who was his number two guy that ended up going to Campbell? Chris Haymar. Chris Haymar. Chris Haymar is super nice guy. Would you not agree? Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I agree. There's you you kind of paused there for a second. There was a guy who did sports at another channel up until not yeah, too We're long not ago. talking about any and, of that. Uh, yeah. But at a charity volleyball game, I spiked the ball off his face. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you're no. talking about. So too. the thing with Chris Haymar, love Chris Haymar to death. Yeah. Great dude. But you got to remember, I worked with him every day yeah. for like two years. At some point in time, you're going to get in, get on each other's nerves. Okay. Somehow, some way. And I was just a lowly intern, so it was pretty – and I was young. I was 20, 21. It was – you've had guys that were interns for you or did some yeah. stringing stuff for you that when they were that age just got under your skin. And I'm sure I did that with Haymar. You know what? But I bet if I asked him about Jonathan Massey, you know what he would say? Who? Did <laughs> you hear that? Who? Tell you other people in bed. Chris Edwards. Super nice oh, guy, yeah. man. Love Chris Edwards. Uh, Are we counting Ariel? Oh, God, yeah. She's still in the media? Ariel. Uh, just yeah, but she's amazing. so much better than Brian North. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to tag her on this now. North, mm. that was Jonathan that said that, okay? She's much better looking than North is. Well, that's not hard to do, Brian. <laughs> now, she Brian has better North. eyesight. <laughs> Brian North. <laughs> Brian North is a good-looking man. I don't care what y'all say, okay? Well, who, who are we to judge? We've, we're all on radio. There's a reason we don't have video. We have faces well, there for radio. There Alex Hayden from Motor Racing Network, one of the nicest guys. I'm telling you, one of the nicest guys in the business. But uh, And I could probably come up with some more. But, man, there you're, you're right, dude. Oh, North is definitely at the top, man. Yeah. I mean, and I got lucky getting to know him and everything. But uh, congratulations there, Jonathan Massey. You get it right on the nose. He is 54. Here is our next birthday today. He was born Antoine Dominique Domino Jr., but we Fats. know him better as? Fats Domino. Fats Domino. And I thought that's kind of mean they called him Fats. He, who can, he couldn't help he had a little bit of. Hold on. I think about Richie Cunningham every time I hear this song. Do you? Come on, fa- on Happy Days. If he was going to go up with his girlfriend to Inspiration Point, he would start singing this. I didn't watch enough of Happy Days to. Well, trust me. Oh, he okay. did. You are well, trusted. Yeah. Fats Domino. I didn't realize he died only in 2017, so he only died yeah, seven Hurricane years Katrina, ago. Hurricane Katrina, his piano was floating down the street, and he was lived through that. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. But Fats Domino uh, died in 2017. John Dawson, you got to stop him. He's up two to one. You got to get this one. Uh, How old would he be if he were still alive today? 92. You say 92. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Ninety-three. You are closer. He was born February twenty-sixth, and the year of our Lord nineteen twenty-eight. He would be ninety-six. Guess what, Jonathan Massey? You have clinched the month of February. <laughs> Who is he pointing to, John? He's thanking his supporters, but he's groping them. Oh, <laughs> ooh! <laughs> he really was. I was looking at you, but I didn't see what was in my peripheral. Ah, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> oh, dear. congratulations, dude! You went. Uh, you're up three to one, and man, I mean, I was hoping it was going to come down to this one because this is one of my favorite artists of all time. 
I don't know. I've had to ask you about him before, John Dawson. But with it being Monday, it's been a couple of years since Liberace. No, no, no. That would be most influential on him. <laughs> My brother, George. That's Johnny Cash. Oh, Johnny Cash. Cash. Did some of his best work near the end. And he did great work in the beginning. Would you not agree? He did, but at the beginning he had a producer who would leave him alone, and at the end he had a producer that would leave him alone, and that's what you're supposed to do. God. You're supposed to I told pull the you. best out of them, not make your record, but then make their record. I told you I got to see him in Charlotte at Spirit Square in, mm-hmm. let me do the math here, 94 maybe, 94, 95? Oh, that was when he was as hot as fire. He started working with Rick Rubin and Tom Petty. Yeah, Dude, and I won tickets to it. I'm not even going to try to act like I bought tickets to it. But the tickets still were still enjoyed like, it. Yeah, it was like $300 for Well, dude, but it was intimate. There were about uh, yeah. maybe 200 people. That's it, 200, 250 people. Hit. There was like a little lane that took him to the center stage. There was one light shining in on him. He was on a, a bar stool, and they had a guitar leaning up against him. They did have somebody with a piano that was off to the side of him. And he said there most of the songs he did was just on an acoustic guitar, him doing this right here. That's the best way to experience him. You don't need like a big production and lights and all that crap with him. A stool and a mic, that's it. He was amazing, man. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen, man. Johnny Cash. Uh, he died in 2003. My most pri- One of my most prized possessions, and I won't out the person that gave it to me, but it was a little postcard. You can get a poster of it, too, but after his out, his Columbia Records dropped him. Country, alleged country radio stations wouldn't play him anymore. He makes this album with Rick Rubin, and so the younger rock crowd boosts the album to platinum sales. He wins a Grammy. You take a picture of him from 1960-something giving the photographer the bird. Yeah. It says, takes out an ad in Billboard. Thank you, Country Radio, for your support. The picture of Johnny giving him the old Tweety. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. That that makes my day. I love Johnny Cash, man. That makes me even love him a little bit more there. Uh, Jonathan Massey, how old would Johnny Cash be if he were still alive today? Like I said, he died in 2003. Gotta tell you, if I get this wrong, uh, Taylor and Chris Mappus are gonna be very, very mad at me. Oh, that's the in, outside of uh, Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash is their biggest influence. Ninety. Ninety-three. You say ninety-three. What do you say, John Dawson? Ninety-four. He was born February the 26th in the year of the Lord, 1932. He would, your foot too? Yeah. He would be 92 today. So congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You get that. You win today four to one. And uh, congratulations. Uh, You've clinched the month. Hey, uh, a couple local, well, one local birthday, uh, Jennifer Turlington. She's our travel agent. She is awesome, man. Uh, If you ever need to uh, go somewhere, John Dawson, and God knows you need to go somewhere. I've been told I needed to a lot. Then uh, you need to call Jennifer Turlington. She is awesome. Uh, She will uh, hook you up. And then uh, a friend that I met through Paul Weddington, and he's English. He's British. His name is Matt Brewster. Super you cool love British guy. accents. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm not a big British accent. Well, I like his, though. He's cool. He calls. Uh, he's a good dude. So, anyway, if your birthday is today, like Jennifer Turrington, like Matt Brewster, like Johnny Cash. And it burns, burns, burns. All three of us. The go, ring go of the fire. <laughs> yeah. Go the to ring. the doctor. There you go. 
I love it. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Technology Service Provider. And you talk about some great birthdays. I told you all in the pregame, uh, man, uh, Brian North, Jennifer Turlington, Johnny Cash, Fats Domino. Man, <clears throat> some great, great birthdays here today. Listen, uh, man, I can't believe the two hours of the show have gone by as fast as they have. Again, I want to thank uh, our good friend uh, uh, Mark <laughs> God. I'm getting text messages while the show's going on. Hey, want to thank our good friend Mark Panicelli uh, for joining me in the first hour. TGIF with IP and Christopher Bradshaw here in our second hour. Tomorrow, uh, in fact, over the next couple of days, we're going to have some first-time guests here on the show. Ken Winfrey from Winston-Salem State University will be joining us tomorrow. We're going to hope to get uh, Perry Tindall, a couple of our playoff coaches, on tomorrow, too. Uh, Richard Clark will be in our first hour. Then Mary Margaret Keys and Jimmy Pope on Wednesday with Michael Martin. Man, we've got a great week of shows here for you today. Listen, again, thank you so much for listening to today's show. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Have a great Monday.